This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. It's Friday. You've made it to the end of the week. Lovely stuff. Uh, can't wait to get down to the Emirates tomorrow. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. We're going to be able to watch Arsenal play in their home stadium once again for what feels like the first time in a ridiculously long time. Um, but good morning to everybody joining us live in the chat box today. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Morning to Olu, to Matt G, to Morgie. Uh, good morning to Wilson and Blackshine and Paul. Good morning to Dave. Uh, good morning to Carl, Stevie, Red Star. Uh, we've got Vive. We've got DJ D10. We've got Stephen, uh, Jose, Reese, Marcus, and plenty more of you guys as well in the chat. Uh, again, I think the cold's getting to me. So apologies if you hear any sniffling or sneezing throughout the show. Uh, I think that cold is... Uh, you know, the snow and the wind and the rain and the wet and the horrible has finally made its way through to us. So uh, apologies for any of that, but uh, let's crack on with today's stories. Arsenal, unfortunately, did lose. Arsenal ladies did lose yesterday to Lyon in the Women's Champions League 1-0. It was an own goal uh, that unfortunately laid the groundwork for the French side to get revenge for Arsenal's significant victory in France. However, because of the way in which Arsenal won in France when they absolutely battered Lyon, it does mean that they do progress through to the knockout stages of the Champions League and could still indeed go through as group winners if they beat FC Zurich in their final group game. Zurich should not pose too much of a challenge. They lost 5-0 to Juventus yesterday as well. Um, but there was, an, unfortunately, a very big problem in this game, and that is that Vivian Miedemar suffered a very serious injury. Uh, the problem is, is, I don't know if you've seen the video, but it looks very, very serious. Um, she kind of landed on her left leg whilst kind of going for a ball, missed the ball. Uh, I'm not, it's really odd. I don't know if you've actually been able to see the clip, but it's really odd how she does it. Um, but you can immediately see the knee bend in a very unnatural fashion. It could be a very serious ACL problem. The fact that Beth Mead is also out to, to lose Mead and Miedemar, like in an Arsenal men's perspective, 
it's difficult to kind of quantify. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, imagine when we had Alexis Sanchez and Ozil in the same team. It's kind of like that. Like at the moment, Arsenal have got a pretty well split quality across the team. And the women's team has got some really, really good players across the team too, don't get me wrong. But Miedemar and Beth Mead are two standout candidates in the group. So imagine like if we had Ozil and Alexis, it's like losing that in the women's team. It is absolutely uh, wildly damaging. Um, And with Arsenal in a title race and progressing through to the knockout rounds of the Champions League, I'd be surprised to see Miedemar play again this season, which is Really, really bad. And, you know, who knows how long Beth Mead is going to be out for as well. Whether or not the transfer window can open any doors for Arsenal this winter, we'll have to wait and see. I'm assuming that women's uh, transfer window opens around the same period. I think Arsenal might need to invest somewhat in their women's team because we have lost two massive, massive players from the team, which is a real shame. Uh, But we wish uh, Vivian the best in her recovery and hope that it's not as bad as it looked yesterday when she was unfortunately stretched off the field. Uh, Reese Nelson has reiterated that he wants to stay at Arsenal for the forthcoming seasons. His contract runs out at the end of the year. He talked about this before after he scored those couple of goals against Nottingham Forest. Um, but uh, it does seem to me that it would be a bit of a surprise if Reese Nelson was to extend his contract. I don't think it will happen. But who knows? I didn't think Eddie Nketiah would extend his contract either. But he came out after the game against Milan and said that he wanted to stay at the club. Um, we'll have to wait and see if Arsenal end up offering him a new deal or not. Now, both Chiesa and Bonucci are out of the game against Arsenal on Saturday. Arsenal play against Juventus, of course. Dusan Vlaovic, fingers crossed, will be in attendance for that one. So it'd be interesting to see him finally make his debut at the Emirates Stadium. But Chiesa and Bonucci both injured and will not be available for Juventus in their Uh, friendly against Arsenal is Arsenal's last opportunity, of course, to play before they play against West Ham United on Boxing Day. Moving forward, Gabriel Jesus. The injury suffered by the Brazilian striker is continuing to spread uh, the consensus that it will indeed be a three-month absence for Jesus. Uh, He is, as we know, uh, undergoing rehabilitation after successfully undergoing surgery. So there is a really good um, chance that we might see him back in February, which would be a big, big boost. Probably is going to come too soon for the the Manchester City game. That's going to come too soon for Jesus's return. We hopefully will have also in some reinforcements in January by that point. And maybe even Nketi would have found some form and consistency in his game. It would be very interesting to see Nketi a start in place of Jesus. Pick up a head of steam, start scoring goals, and then Jesus comes back and he has to fight his way back into the team. I'd be very intrigued how that dynamic would work if Nketi starts balling Uh, in these winter months. Uh, It would be intriguing to see how easily Jesus would take that spot back, even if Nketiah starts to score goals. Arteta has been very, you know, honest with players that perform consistently. He's kept them in the team. But at the end of last season, Nketiah scored goals. I think it was five goals in seven games and still was dropped for Jesus at the start of the next season. So I would be intrigued how that might work out if Nketiah starts scoring goals uh, this winter. Looking at Mikhailo Mudrik now... The Ukrainian international, of course, remains linked heavily with a move to Arsenal and reports suggest that Arsenal have indeed opened discussions with the players' representatives to try and sort out kind of the the personal term side of things, how much money you would want uh, and how they feel a deal could get done. 
between the two clubs this winter. Continually, we are told that uh, the Shakhtar the Donetsk publicly won around 100 million. However, behind the scenes, it does seem to it seems to be that a 65 million figure would be much closer to what they would be willing to accept in the end. There's also been suggestions of a 60 million euro upfront fee with a 15 million euro add-on price. When you start seeing these deviations in potential price tags and valuations, it starts getting a bit messy uh, and not Lionel kind of messy. Uh, Very unfortunately annoying to work out what's truth and what's fiction. I would just always recommend waiting until we get kind of uh, the the biggest and the best in the business giving us any information on this deal. What we do know from the likes of Fabrizio Romano is that Arsenal are very much interested and they are certainly trying to push for a deal this winter. And we know that from the Athletics, David Ornstein, that he is indeed the club's priority throughout this January transfer window. Now, uh, there was a piece that I uploaded yesterday, another shameless plug from me. Enjoy. A link to this article is in the description. I delved back into the game that I've kind of been raving about a little bit when talking about Mudrik. If you remember on the show, I talk about the the game in which he came on against Scotland uh, for 23 minutes in a World Cup qualifier that Ukraine won. Uh, that really caught the eye of me and and I know certainly plenty of people in the world of football. So I actually went back and watched that game and did a Y-Scout overview of his performance in those 23 minutes. So if you want to go and read that, it's an interesting piece about how he came on, performed, gives you an insight into the type of player that he was only three or four, uh, well, actually more so six months ago, um, and how he's developed since then. So worth your time if you would give it a read. And lastly, our headline story is Yuri Tielemann. The Belgian midfielder continues to be linked, of course, as we know, with a move to Arsenal in the summer on a free. However, there are suggestions that Arsenal might intend to pay around £20 million to get Yuri Tielemans on a permanent contract in January. This is supposedly what Leicester City are asking for if you would like to go and get Tielemans ahead of his contract running out. It does seem like a really large amount of money, considering he's, of course, a player that, if we're honest, you know, I mean, with six months left on his deal, I find it hard to understand why Arsenal would go and pay that amount of money. But maybe it's they're that desperate to get the player in. I want to see us go and get a midfielder in January. And if obviously it means going out and spending 20 million on Tielemans, is that sensible? I'm really torn. I'd love to know some of your thoughts in the chat box about whether or not you would commit as much as 20 million pounds to a player whose contract runs out in that winter, in, in the summer transfer window, because it's it's difficult. Viking says, Tillemans won't happen, in brackets, hopefully. I would love to understand kind of your feeling around why hopefully. Uh, too much for Tillemans, says uh, Golda Backwash, <laughs> also known as uh, Zander in there as well. Uh, Terry says, 20 million is crazy. Machiavelli says that fee needs to be lowered with six months left on his deal. Um, his wages might also be lower than what they would be if we signed him on a free contract as well. Tillemans should be 15 million max. Uh, in the chat box says Ashton. So some split thoughts. We'll get thoughts of you guys a little bit more and your questions in part two right after this. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, let's go to section two and the Q&A with you guys in the chat box, getting your thoughts and feelings about plenty of different topics. Uh, Dave says, do a poll. That's a great shout, Dave. Uh, So I appreciate you guys knowing more about even YouTube than I do, that I should be doing things like this. Uh, Would you pay, there we go, would you pay for Tielemans in january and what i'll do is is i'll put some extra options onto the board as well so i'll put yes uh, i'd pay 20 million 20 mil plus uh i'd pay 15 million plus so it's kind of gauging where the maximum is for you uh in terms of yuri tuleman 50 million max uh i'd pay 10 million max which is obviously i'd never a fee that i don't think leicester city are going to accept and lastly uh i'd wait till the summer uh is the last option wait till the summer there we go Uh, if you're watching on catch up and of course you can't get involved in our live chat poll make sure you leave your comments in the comment section below and tell us what you would do regarding yuri tielemans i love this whenever i leave like a poll up in the chat box um (laughs) people start leaving their answers in the comment section just the patience (laughs) it's just non-existent at this point um lynn says tom surely there must be better players out there than tielemans for 20 million feel free to name them uh I would love to know who they are uh, because I'm struggling to come up with who you might bring in for £20 million. It's going to be better. Sofian Amrabat might be someone that people are looking to. Unahi are the two Moroccan players as well that people are talking a lot of since their uh, their chat around or their performances with the World Cup. And they have certainly come into the minds of plenty of people. However, we don't want to fall into that trap, guys. Remember, the World Cup. That said, Amrabat, I have been impressed with some of his performances for Fiorentina as well. It's not just... With Arsenal, uh, Gunnar King says, I'd pay 10 million max. Might be open to performance-related add-ons for winning the league and the Europa League, but 10 would be the base amount as well. Yara says, to be honest, for the quality he has, 20 million is a fair price in this market, even with six months left on his contract. Pavel says, uh, if Arteta needs him, let's get him. It's as simple as that. That's how we justify a transfer. As long as Arteta needs to go get the player, that's all that matters. Uh, Viking says, goes missing when his team is not playing well. Certainly not a player that makes those around him step up to the level uh, that's next. And he's also prone to costly mistakes. Could you give me an example, Viking, of a game where that happens? Uh, it's, I always ask for examples because it's so easy to just say bits of criticism. But I like asking where those games were seen, where you've particularly seen for Leicester, where he's kind of gone missing in a game where his team weren't playing well. Uh, I would say that this season... It's a really difficult season to kind of gauge Yuri Tillemans because of the whole contract scenario. I think it's really difficult to judge a player when they have so few months left remaining on their contract. And I think that can sometimes sully the waters of the viewpoint of the player. Um, but it's still important, I think, to ask for examples. Joe says, hi, Tom. What's your thoughts on the Indica links? <laughs> yeah, if you listen to the Arsenal Vision podcast, the Indica links. Uh, is he better 
than Gabriel, or do you think, uh, do you just see him as a competition player for Gabriel? I see him as competition. I don't think he starts for us right now. I think he comes in and comp- I don't think he's back up. I think he's good enough to be a competitor for Gabriel. I don't think we're going to have to worry about um, him being a player that is going to come in and, you know, sit like Rob Holding does on the bench every week. I do think he can push Gabriel for a position in the squad and will play in the Europa League games or the Champions League games or the FA Cup games, the League Cup games and some Premier League games, I assume, as well. If we've got games in midweek, we might rotate players out and rest them. It's a good option for us, especially on a free transfer. Would absolutely be going for it. Uh, Nav says, to be honest, at the same time, we can just get him for free and save the money. As a CDM, I'd rather go for that Amrabat or Tielemans is a Xhaka backup right now, not a Partey backup. I don't think he's competition, to be honest. Akmal says, 20 million is too much and we can get him for free next summer. The way we keep chilling on him seems like he is not a priority for Arteta and do better to keep the 20 million and add uh, that's a kind of a fee for Bellingham or Sergei Milinkovic-Savic, which would, again, I can't see that happening, or Bellingham either, but I do see the uh, the, the thinking behind you. Twice again, Spurs says Viking. Um, I'll have to look at those last season. I'll add that to my uh, my notes of when I do my Tillemans breakdown to check out the, uh, the Yuri Tillemans performance against Spurs. Added to the list, Viking. I will make sure to check that out versus Spurs away. Lovely stuff. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go to Carl's mistake. Can't think of any other than the Spurs match. Okay, maybe it's just the Spurs game. Uh, oh, I remember. You know, the game where he kind of passed the ball away and they scored in the final moments. You know, players, that's an individual error. I'm kind of looking for the whole performance. Um, I'm trying to think beyond that game where I'm really looking at the... Um, beyond that game where I'm trying to think of an example where Tielemans really let the team down. Terry says, the Tielemans example is the game against Spurs, but that's the only one I know. But he had a mistake that led to a goal, but still not for 20 million. Uh, It's kind of more the examples that are going to rule out us signing him completely. If you're going to judge him based on that, I mean, you think about the number of times Granit Xhaka's let us down with one mistake or even Thomas Partey against Brighton let us down with a mistake. I mean, Thomas Partey has made mistakes in other games, but he's still brilliant. You know, in terms of like being a footballer, he's fantastic for us. So I don't really, you know, I would not rule out signing a player because of a mistake in one game. That's just me. Might just be me, but I, I personally wouldn't rule out signing because of a mistake he made in one game against Spurs. Uh, Akin says, Tom, do you think we should move for Kimmich? Uh, I've seen some reports that Bayern need money to cope with the general economic environment. I mean, Kimmich would be a dream option, um, but to try and convince him to sign for the club could be tricky. That said. He might be a perfect versatile option for us to play right back to play CDM, play in midfield. It's a good move, but convincing Bayern to sell and how much they would want for Joshua Kimmich is going to be a very, very difficult scenario indeed. Uh, let's have a look a quick look on the poll that we put up. Um, 12% says they would pay 20 million plus. Uh, 31% says they'd pay 15 million plus. And 24% say they pay 10 million plus with 33% of you, a third of you saying that you would wait until the summer. So a third of you aren't willing to pay anything for Tillemans uh, and instead would wait until the summer. Of course, there will be people that didn't vote uh, that do not want him at all. So there you go. Kabu uh, says, guys, it's not about the money. Edu said this is the mentality of the player is far more important. 10 million for a sulky player who walks around the pitch. No, thanks. I suppose in that sense, if we go out and sign Tillemans, that kind of proves the point that clearly the club don't believe him to be that. So if Arsenal go and sign Yuri Tillemans 
And we're putting the faith in they're doing Arteta to make the right choices because they're looking to players with the right mentality. They think that the mentality that maybe he's showing that some people are are looking at is um, is affected maybe by just this season. And they're looking past that. So it'd be interesting to see if indeed that is that the club go out and sign Tielemans, that people like yourself, Kabu, turn around and say, you know what? Arteta and Edu have said that they want mentality and that it's far more important. So if they go and sign Tielemans, then the player must have the mentality that they're looking for. Uh, Mark says, I'd probably wait till the summer because there is no rush with the Tielemans deal. Uh, we've got Xhaka staying, Odegaard and Vieira fit, El Nene and Lekonga and Patino will return. The number eight is not a priority. Uh, Dave says, what is the true position on Kessier at Barca? Is he going to be available due to the financial constraints? Now, of course, Barcelona are in a very difficult financial position and them dropping into the Europa League was significantly damaging uh, to the club. Now, he was signed in the summer, which means his contract does run through until 2026. He's valued at 35 million euros. He's not necessarily played too many games Games at all for Barcelona this season. In fact, his total number of minutes in La Liga is 212 for Barcelona with 273 in the Champions League. Played more Champions League minutes than he has La Liga minutes, but he has suffered with a mun- uh, muscle injury, which has kept him out. He's come off the bench a couple of times. He started one, two, two games this season in La Liga, unless it's a third that he came off at half time. It is three games he started this season. He was raved about by a lot of Arsenal fans, was Frank Kessier, and maybe we thought he was the right guy to come in. Is he, though? Is he still the right guy? Is he the guy that's going to come in and be of the relevant quality, of the relevant style? Is he going to fit into what we're trying to do at the club? Very, very difficult. Um, Viking says, he goes missing every time his team is not playing well. Not the type of player who steps up to get the team. Again, outside of the Spurs game, Viking, do we have an example? Because at the moment, it seems like that Spurs mistake really is kind of of laying on the people's minds somewhat. So if you can give us an example of a game where he goes missing outside of that Spurs mistake, which I wouldn't say he went missing. If anything, he went absolutely the opposite and was very much involved in the reason why they lost the game. But I'd love an example of the, one of the games in where he went missing. So that would be great. Uh, Viraj said, would you take Busquets in his twilight years? His contract expires, brings experience, still quality, allows growth. Sambi, Patino, Smith still coming through. No, Viraj, I wouldn't. Um, I think Arsenal need to be really importantly clever about who they invest in. Busquets, he's done very well for Barcelona. You know, he's of an age now. What is he, 30? He must be surely like 34 at this. Let's have a quick look. How old is he? 34. Oh, there you go. Knowledge. Um, yeah, Sergio Busquets are 34. No. I, look, we need, we've got players like Partey that are going into their 30s. We've got players with that experience. Jack has got experience. Partey's got experience. El Nenny's got experience. You know, whether El Nenny stays for next season, we'll have to wait and see. But we've got enough players, I think, with experience that we need to try and find those that are going to really bring through that, uh, that potential uh, and bring through that quality that we haven't necessarily seen with with Lukonga as of yet. Akaka says, hi, Tom, uh, I would pay 10 million in January or wait until the summer, but there could be a bidding war in the summer. So the earlier, the better. Uh, Lona Magic says, who's your starting 11 for the West Ham game and what are the positions? Lona Magic, I'm going to be really annoying right now and tell you to wait because uh, in, I'd say, a week's time on the 23rd, I'm probably going to be looking to do our preview show for the West Ham game, maybe slightly earlier than that. 
And of course, we'll be jumping into the chat with our members on the Discord server. And uh, we'll be doing a show on the channel with our members uh, to talk ahead of that game. So I will hold fire on that one. And uh, and we'll get some thoughts on West Ham when we do our preview show in just under a week's time. Ivana Duty says, what sort of financial position are Shakhtar in? And can they afford to turn down 50 million plus add-ons? Shakhtar, of course, with the situation going on in Ukraine, lost a lot of players for not very much money. In fact, they're going through kind of a legal situation of where they're trying to claim that uh, the ruling, I think it was a FIFA that allowed them to, to, I don't know if it was FIFA, the one footballing entity that allowed kind of players that weren't of Ukraine to leave uh, for very minimal fees. I think we obviously saw, um, who was it? Was it David Neres? I think went off to Benfica. Um, we saw other players move on from from there. Dodo, the right back, I think moved on. Um, and others too, but uh, they are trying to get maximum for their players. And yes, if they need money, you might say, well, they'll accept a lower figure. If anything, they're going to be more stubborn to get the maximum fee possible and know that they need that. So you can kind of look at it both ways, I guess. Um, Yomi says, Tillemans is awful when his team isn't playing well, but brilliant when they are. I think the quality of players around him matters. I remember the FA Cup final um, that Leicester won. And in that game, Tillemans dragged a lot of that Leicester performance. He really stepped up in that Cup final. And I think that it wasn't because the team was playing well. I think he stood out for playing well as an individual as well. I don't want to fall into this Hussein Awar trap. And it is what I think to be a Hussein Awar trap because I've described Awar as a number of times as being told a player whose performance tends to dip when the players around him aren't playing well and that when the players are playing well, he tends to uh, step up his game as well. I'm not sure that Tielemans necessarily falls into that category um, at all. I think there are games where, sure, he's not had the best of performances and I'm not sure that's wildly surprising considering his situation right now. And I don't question the mentality because of that really at the moment. I look beyond that. I look at the player's potential and quality. And I think that as a Premier League ready player, he comes in and improves what we've already got as an existing option at the club. We'll have to wait and see. As I said before, if the club are interested in signing him, if the club go out and get him, I would have to, you know, lean on that and lean on the fact that they have decided he's clearly good enough to do it that he would come into the team. It's something that we'll discuss a little bit later on. Uh, Viking says, all the time, been missing all this season, every time Leicester is put under pressure. Again, just one, just one. This season, just one. I just want one example. <laughs> all the time doesn't really cut it for me. I need just just the one example would be great. Just I'm all I want is one, just so I can go back and watch it. Uh, Matt says, you, uh, Yuri Tillums for 15 to 20 million is a bargain. If it doesn't work, you'll still make profit. He's a quality player and he's Prem proven too. Stephen says, Tom, can you give examples of when Tillemans has dominated the midfield? As I said, the FA Cup final. I thought he was absolutely excellent in the FA Cup final in which they won. Um, there was a, uh, a Belgian game leading up to the World Cup in which I was very impressed with him as well. Let me go on to his national team profile uh, and I'll see if I can remember it. But as I say, the main example I remember off the top of my mind is that uh, is that Belgian? Uh, sorry, is the FA Cup final and the Belgian game? Scrolling down was uh, it might have been the Wales game in the in the Nations League when they won two one. Pretty sure it was that game uh, and the Poland game as well, uh, which they won one nil in the Nations League. Those two games in particular, I, I thought Tillemans had good games, and I remember watching them on. I think it was on Sky. And those are the ones where he stood out. Um, Terry says the FA Cup final was incredible. They also had a very good game against Arsenal a couple of years back, but I forget what year. 
when would that have been? Uh, would that have been when they came to the Emirates and won one nil with Vardy coming off the bench and scoring? Was it potentially that one, or was it the one where we lost to Unai em- uh, with Unai Emery in charge? Was he at Leicester at that point? Anyway, I remember those games against uh, in the in the Belgian team, but also the FA Cup final was the key one. Uh, so I hope that gives you an example. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Gunnar King says Tillemans is currently playing in a poor Leicester team. I don't think that's a mentality issue on his part at all. Rich says surely spending twenty million on Tillemans, regardless of contract expiry, makes more sense than spending forty million pounds on another midfielder. And that's why I asked the question: Who are you signing instead of Tillemans? That's as good as Tillemans um, for whatever price you're going to pay. That's the tricky part of that equation, isn't it? Viking says, you named in just one game. It's been fantastic besides that FA Cup final. Name Premier League. Again, all I've asked Viking is for one example, and you can't give me that. You know, you've talked about one example that he made a mistake in, in the Spurs game, but you say all the time. Yeah, you know, all the t- I've not used words like all the time. And yet, for some reason, we can't come up with one example. That's a real shame. A real shame indeed. It's like um, I was listening to James O'Brien on LBC yesterday um, talking about uh, <laughs> talking about Brexit of all things. And it was someone rang up and was like, um, oh, "What was it? What was the example? It was like um, someone was talking about all the laws. It was I think it was like a legacy call from when Brexit was still being discussed. And they were talking about." I can't wait to not have to abide by all those EU laws. And James O'Brien replied, well, which laws? And the person went, all of them. And he was like, right, but just name me one. <laughs> and they couldn't. And I was just, it reminds me of that example. You know, it's it's so easy to reply with words like all the time or every time or, you know, every game, all the time. But when you ask for just one example, often you see those arguments fall apart. And when I give an example, like the FA Cup final, it goes, well, what about another example? And I'm like, well, you know, just give me one. Just give me one of those examples would be great. Uh, Martin says, Tillemans played well, I think, against us in the game where Mainsley played right back and got sent off. Uh, wow, that's going far back. That is some memory there, Martin. Fair play to you. The Sox guy says, can tell you like Tillemans. Uh, what would you rate his signing out of 10? Probably a seven. Um, I think he's a competitor to Xhaka. I don't think he's world-class. I think he's a good midfielder. Uh, I like some of his abilities. I like the fact that I think he'd come in and give us some competitive options to the existing players in the team. But he's certainly not my first choice uh, as kind of a box-to-box midfielder. I think there are better options out there. The problem is, is they're going to cost us a hell of a lot of money. And I'm not sure whether we can get them because I'm personally myself placing kind of the, the emphasis on the forward line. The forward line is more important to me. I think we need a wide player in Mudrick and to get that Mudrick deal done, it's going to cost us so, so much money. And the problem with that is that it might then mean we don't have a lot of money to spend on a midfielder. And for the money that we can spend to get a player like Tillemans, as good as Tillemans is, I think you're going to struggle to find players better than Tillemans available for the same kind of money as what you're going to have to pay for him. That's where I kind of fall on Tillemans. And I think that there are misconceptions about his game. And I think that we've represented those misconceptions today is that when you ask for an example of just one performance where you feel he's gone missing or when the the performance of the team has dropped, he's not necessarily stepped up. I'd love to get some examples. If you can remember them and you leave them in the comment section, I promise to go on to Scout at some point over the weekend and have a look because that's all I would want to do is, is try and see and, and give you guys the credit for coming up with the example. It's not about trying to, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Undermine people. It's, it's asking for examples. It's really important that you do that whenever you get into debates with anyone. Always ask for an example. Anyway, uh, we're going to wrap things up there. But this is not the only show of the day. Uh, we are going to be doing a show 
show a little bit later on today. I'm going to be very happy to be joined by Clive from the uh, the Arsenal Vision podcast and Andrew, aka Ask Blog, as well. So do make sure you join me this afternoon around two o'clock uh, for that show. Uh, it should be an interesting afternoon episode, and I promise I will ask for their thoughts on um, Yuri Tielemans and get their thoughts and feelings about him because if there's any any two people that I'd love to get their thoughts on players, it's certainly Andrew and Clive. So I look forward to getting you their thoughts on Tielemans and plenty of others as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you again a little bit later today. Have a great Friday. If you don't see me beforehand, enjoy the rest of your weekend as well, but I'm sure that you will. We've got a game against Juventus on Saturday that I'm very much looking forward to attending. If you're going to the game, let me know. Uh, I look forward to seeing plenty of you there as well. Have a fantastic Friday. See you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.